Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the She Flourishes podcast. I am here today with a wonderful woman who is going to share with you some things that will help you with your health and vitality today. And I'm really excited because I myself, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm on a real health journey this year. And I know a lot of the people that I talk to are really, you know, looking at um, they've set goals for 2024 about their health and wellness and vitality. And so I'm so excited to have here today, Linda Lukovic. And Linda is an organizational development consultant, holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutritionist, yoga teacher, and co-owner with her husband of Balance Point Health. Through her own health challenges, Linda learned that the mainstream medical model doesn't always provide all the answers. And through persistence and a drive to find the root cause, she learned that healing is possible when one gets proactive and then takes a mind, body, and spirit approach to health. She has found that leading with nature and plants can be a great place to start because once people feel better, they have the energy to take on harder challenges like those diet and lifestyle habits that lead to lasting change. She is also the author of a book called, I love this title, Stress Less About PMS, and is passionate about helping women balance their hormones. She currently uses functional labs to get answers early, and her goal is to be the last health coach you ever see. Okay, we need to talk about that. <laughs> she, edu- she educates other women and men on how to incorporate healthier habits into their lives and how to lead a more natural and toxin-free lifestyle. She is mom to two boys and her dog, Lucy, and is often found in her spare time hiking with her family feeding her hungry boys, I have a son too, I know what that's like, or organizing events that bring people together. So welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you so much. I'm so, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And Linda, I'm trying to remember exactly, um, I think you and I, you were on my radar. Um, I think just we both live in the Oakville area. And um it was funny because when I was running my She Flourishes Summit, I was I put this summit out and someone said to me, um, oh, um, someone else is doing a summit right now too, um, Linda Lukovic. And I'm like, who's this Linda Lukovic? Who's this <laughs> woman doing a summit at the same time I'm doing a summit? And then, and Linda like had was using all the bells and whistles. Like I was like, I don't know. I was looking at you <laughs> going, oh my goodness, she's she's really serious. And and uh you were like just knocking it out of the park. And I had we both had successful summits at that time. Yeah. But it was it was really interesting how we both were running summits at the same time. And you were so gracious in that um I don't know if I reached I think we anyway we connected yeah. and yeah and it was so nice. And I think this is a real 
um, tribute to like women supporting women. Cause I think people mm-hmm. don't always get that. And I, I just felt like it was so great. Like we had a conversation and we both sort of shared, Hey, what, what are you doing and what's working? Yeah. And, and we had such a lovely conversation. So that was sort of my first introduction to you. And then I've come on, you've since done another summit, um, healthier you after 40. And I've been a guest on your, your summit and you just do so, so much amazing work in the world. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, it was so nice to to meet you as well. And I was trying to think of where I met you and I, it must have been through the the networking group, but I had seen you yeah. long before that as well, seen your work yeah. and yes. fell in love with it. So Aww. I'm super happy to be able to finally interview you. So that was so fun being in your summit. So here we are today yeah. and you're yeah. going to talk to us about the four mistakes women make after 40. And, you know, as a positive psychology coach, I'm usually talking about moving toward versus moving away from things. So sometimes it's like, oh, talking about mistakes, like, is that negative? But I think we need to know because what can happen is, you know, people, we we aren't educated on everything Mm -hmm. we should be doing, right? And then we end up down the road where we have a health issue. And then we're like, oh, how come no one told me, right? How come no one told me I was doing this thing I shouldn't be doing? So. I love that totally, we're going to yeah. talk about this today. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And it's and so many people fall into the the same pattern of making these mistakes because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and oftentimes, you know, we've been pretty successful our whole lives and we've gotten to where we are because of these daily habits. And so we continue on with those habits and we don't realize that once you're over the age of 40 and actually I would argue that it's even over 35 now that st- things really mm-hmm. start to shift. Really? Um, that your biology changes and your body needs you to start doing a few things differently. And so we don't always recognize that. So we often keep doing what we've always done. So mm. yeah, it can be. Do you want me to launch into the first mistake? Well, or yeah. And, and before you do that, I just want to say, speaking to that. So that's interesting. It starts at 35 now. And yeah. I, I think that what I hear a lot of women saying is, exactly what you just said, like, oh, all the things I used to do don't work, or they're trying to lose weight, or they're trying to get fit. And suddenly their little recipe, like we all, right, we all, I don't know, we all have our own little recipe for success. Oh, when I do this, then this happens. But then it's like someone's changed the rules on us. And now, and women are lamenting, (laughs) wait a second, (laughs) who changed the rule book? And so, yeah, so, so yes, please launch in and just, I'll be like, I, um, we're keeping this really raw and real here today. Okay. I do not know what these four mistakes are. So yeah. you guys will get my reaction <laughs> to these <laughs> as, right. as Linda says, um, as Linda tells us. So yes, launch into okay. the first one. All right, we'll launch in. Okay, so the first mistake that women make is oftentimes they end up working out more. Okay, so I'm going to explain this a little bit more. So as you were just saying, Brenda, is that a lot of women start to realize they start to feel kind of crappy. And it it can happen over 35. So people might start to feel a little bit more anxiety, they might feel a little bit lower in their mood, Um, they start they might start gaining a little bit of weight around the belly and, um, and then just not feeling as focused, they might even even notice some memory dips, you know, some some things happening with the brain. And essentially, they start feeling really uncomfortable in their bodies. And so a lot of women who kind of have been exercising their whole lives, end up going really hard on the exercise. Mm. And many women, like exercise way too much for what their body needs at that point in time. So they Mm. join 30 day challenges. And it's I always laugh when I see like, 
yoga 30 day challenge because yoga is like that's like the exact opposite that yoga is supposed to be yeah it's like let's north americanize everything we do so let's make it into a challenge let's go hard with it let's like go 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 right it's that sort of push energy Mm, and yeah like when you're a lot of women as they enter into what we call perimenopause or over 35 where your hormones are starting to shift um, that can actually increase stress on your body and cause you to put on more weight, cause you to be more anxious, cause you to, you know, notice those symptoms a little bit more than you would wow. have. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. So here you yes. are going along thinking, okay, that's it. I'm going to work out because this other workout, yeah. like I'm going to work out even harder, harder because yeah. of all these changes. And now we, yeah. it actually isn't working. It's putting stress on our body and potentially making us yeah. more anxious. Yeah. And that's a very, in a simple, in a simple way, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I can talk a little bit more to that later, but sometimes it's too much. So I'll often, when I see certain women, sometimes I will dial back their exercise. Like one, in, one person, uh, as an example, she was in a really stressful job. Um, she was really struggling with her weight and she had to be on the stage. She was a performer. Mm-hmm. And so she was hyper aware of her body and how it looked. And she wanted it to be, you know, thin as it always had been. And she really started to put some weight around the middle. And she used to be a runner. So she used to love running. She used to do a lot of distance. And so we actually had to dial that back. And when I worked with her for the first three months, she wasn't allowed to do any cardio longer than 20 minutes. Wow. And yeah, because for her, that's not what her body needed. Now, I learned about where her body was at. And everyone's going to be different. For some people, I might say the opposite. But for a lot of women... If you are adrenally tapped out, so I look at all of your hormones and what's happening with them, and we do testing in labs, um, with her, her body needed rest. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that she implemented instead of the running, which she used to kind of joke about it, and she said she would go hug a tree and have nature time. So Mm -hmm. um, she started to incorporate more of that into her day while we kind of built her up. And then we shifted into more strength training and other forms of exercise that worked better for her at that stage of her, her life. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying exercise is not important because it is mm-hmm. um, important to get a video bit of cardio, but we often go way too hard, mm-hmm. so just too hard at that Especially stage. on the cardio, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I wonder, and part of it is not even our youth. I think it's even like it was kind of a trend, right? Like to yeah. do all the really like high cardio, like long cardio sessions. That was really big in the eighties and nineties where we were all starting fitness. And so, um, okay. So, so if the mistake is that we're working out more, what's kind of the antidote? Like what, what should we, I guess you said everyone's a little bit different, but is there kind of like a, are you going to share that too? Like what we should, I can tell you a recommendation for that for sure. So I actually have this, um, recommendation that I usually make. So if you are someone who tends to work out long and hard, like you marathon runner, or, um, or you just tend to just go really hard at things, uh, I would say that first of all, you really want to pay attention to how that really is making you feel. So just start to notice, like, are you sleeping well, and start to notice, like, I usually say, like, look at that as an input, like, that's an input to your body, that's something you are doing, Mm -hmm. and that it's creating a reaction to how you feel. And so pay attention to how you feel over that day, the next day, the next day, how you're sleeping, how you're eating, how you're feeling, all of those things. And oftentimes you'll, you'll notice that when you dial it back, you feel better, you sleep better, Mm. you just feel better overall. And 
you know, usually we want to look at other things as well at the same time, but that can be helpful for some people. And uh, there's something called a seven minute workout that you can Google. And mm -hmm. I recommend that for those people who are okay. overtraining and, mm -hmm. and want to try something a little bit different that the seven minute workout has been proven to produce human growth hormone and be very beneficial in a lot of different ways. It's like that burst training. You ever heard of that where you go like really hard for 30 mm -hmm. seconds, you break, then really hard for 30 seconds, you break and you do it for a round mm -hmm. of seven. So you yeah. can literally do it like anywhere. <laughs> you can yeah, I have, I have a girlfriend who does this and I'm like, really, yeah. what are you, what's oh, yeah. happening in seven minutes? Like I yeah. haven't fully bought it's into so that. Good. You need to try it, Brenda. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, I'm telling you. And you'll feel amazing after you do it as well. So yeah. it gets your blood okay. flowing and human growth hormone and it's doing all the things that, that are great for your body. Okay. Instead and, of that word. Yeah. And I yeah. have heard, um, I have heard more about this. Like people are saying, you know, if you're going to do something like walking yeah. is yeah. amazing, like walking and strength yeah. training is kind of more what we need to be doing exactly. in these yeah. later years. And so now I have a Peloton and I'm trying to do these 20 minute beginner um, sessions. Do you think, yeah. is that a good idea? Oh, yeah, that's probably fine. Yeah. I okay. would think 20 minutes is it's yeah, because it's just getting because mm -hmm. like in my family, like we have like heart, like yeah. I have, like yeah. heart disease and like um in our I don't have it. Yeah. But I mean, our my dad died very suddenly of a, a massive heart attack. So I'm always thinking I want to have that heart health. Oh, gosh, right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think like mm -hmm. something that sort of gets but but someone was saying to me, even walking like that's going to yeah. get your blood pumping and that gets yeah. your heart giving your heart exercise. So yeah. we're getting that. And then as we get older, like but we don't have to do these big, long sessions is what that's you're saying. That's okay. exactly it. Not exercise. Yes. Still exercise. Yeah. Just don't, we don't need to be overdoing it. That's right. That's right. Okay. And yeah. like cortisol plays a role in that too, right? Yeah, like that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Where we're, so, like, and, and that's, yeah. It, can you say more about that? Cortis yeah. So we're going to talk about that later, but yeah, that's oh, okay. exactly what exercise can do is it raises cortisol and cortisol is actually your body's natural anti-inflammatory. And some people enter these years um, a little bit depleted like their adrenal glands are a little tired. I like to say that your adrenal glands are what secrete the cortisol. And when you're coming in with tired adrenals, you'll have a bumpier ride through your 40s. And mm -hmm. so someone, I, someone else might react more to that intense exercise than someone else, depending on the health of your adrenals. But, um, but yeah, their job is to secrete cortisol to give you that energy to, to go, to move. And so exercise does increase cortisol. Okay. And so sometimes if you're increasing it too much and you've only got this much at the beginning of the day and then you're exercising and you're using like 75% of it and you've only got 25% left in very simple terms to last you the rest of the day. Interesting. So if you look at it that way, it's kind of like your battery mm. of energy. Fascinating. Yeah. Now, I think people are listening are going to be loving this. Okay. I don't have to work out more. <laughs> It's maybe true, just yeah. like don't work out harder, yeah. maybe work out smarter and yeah. that they're going to save some time. So I think this is 100%. good news. I yeah, think it is great news. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> so like you get a pass and it's like, yeah. All right. yeah. And then, and you know, what's really interesting too, is like, I remember for the longest time I had these goals for myself because I, I used to exercise a lot. I was very, I'm a very active person. And when I was busy and work and kids and family, um, sometimes I would feel guilt, right? When I didn't get my workout and I'd have that this layer of guilt if I didn't get a big enough workout in. Mm. And when you change the way you look at things and you change your belief about things, and then that expectation is shifted, then that guilt is, is gone. Mm. Um, so if you're not getting that 45 minute workout, or you're not getting to that class, that hour class, mm. it's okay. And you don't have that guilt anymore because you know that you've shif shifted your beliefs on that's not what matters. We only need that mm. seven minutes. 
and or strength t- training a few times a week. Okay. I think people yeah, are yeah. going to be loving this. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to feel guilty that you're not doing the big yeah. 45 minutes an hour at the gym. That's exactly. okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> on the She yeah. Flourishes podcast. <laughs> okay. So what's the, um? okay. So that's mistake. Number one is that we work out more. Uh, what's mistake number two? Okay. So mistake number two is that women don't eat enough. We don't uh, eat enough. Eat enough. Okay. Yeah, so we're working out enough. too much and we're not eating enough. Okay. People exactly. are going to love this. This is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> keep, right. keep talking. And specifically protein. Okay. So it is specifically women generally don't get enough protein. And if you look at things this way, so protein when broken down, um, they broke it down into amino acids and these amino amino acids then build you. They build your tissues, your joints, your muscles, your brain, your blood, they build you. And when we're not getting enough of that in your diet, then the body can start to break things down. So your muscles, as an example. So while a calorie deficit, you might lose weight. If you're not building your muscle at the same time and getting enough protein, you could, you could be losing your muscle mass. So, and this is very common for women. We already know that physiologically you are losing 1.5% of muscle mass after the age, I think it was like after the age of 30. <laughs> so you're losing muscle mass without even doing anything over 30. And so that's why, you know, as you mentioned earlier, um, Brenda, that you have to start building that muscle back up. And sorry, that was 1.5%? Yeah, since I believe it was 1.5. Per so year we're her. losing in so, muscle yeah, mass after the age of 30. Yes. So, oh my goodness. So I'm... 53. So I've already lost. You might be losing muscle. Potentially if I have. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not, but if you're, you're, but the antidote then is as long as I'm keeping that muscle mass by doing even these short workouts, um, then, okay. But okay. So say more about the protein then. Yeah. And so, um, so not eating enough. So a lot of women try to find, so, okay, I'll I'll kind of back up here a little bit. Mm -hmm. So women start to feel not great right? One of the things that does shift is that people's digestion sometimes um, starts to falter in their, and this is for a whole bunch of different reasons, kind of linking back to that cortisol piece. Um, so if you are still in that stress state, and a lot of people, if you think about it, if in your 40s, there's a lot going on, like some, sometimes your kids are leaving, or, you know, you're going through some big stuff, your parents are aging, and you're you're in that midlife where you're questioning, you know, am I doing what I should be doing? Do I love my work? All that. So all that stuff is happening. So it can cr- create up that higher level of stress where your cortisol is up. And when your cortisol is up, when you are in that sympathetic state, you are not digesting. So mm. you could be eating protein, but you might not be digesting it well. Mm, so this right. is a really important thing is to really think about the food you're eating and how you're digesting it um, in your 40s. And oftentimes, so people will notice, you know, the bloating right? Bloating is a really common thing. Um, they'll notice that they just don't feel as good after they eat. And they, they might notice that they're starting to cut foods out because they're like, oh, that didn't sit well, or this didn't sit well, or now I don't feel like I can digest red meat, right? That's a very common one. Mm. And so all of a sudden, women start cutting all these foods out and end up being nutrient deficient. And mm. we need our nutrition, like we need that nutrition to again, to build us, our neurotransmitters, our brain, our happy hormones, so mm-hmm. we, uh, we often end up, yeah, completely nutrition, um, deficient because of this wow. um, limiting the intake of nutrition. 
And, you know, we're not even talking about like processed foods yet. Like you just have to walk mm-hmm. into a grocery store, right? At just a regular grocery store and look around and know that there's like a real problem in our food industry. And if we are like heading down those center aisles, which a lot of us do, right? We're busy, we're grabbing stuff. Um, yeah. Those can be looked upon as nutrient depleters as well. So even though mm. we're eating healthy food and we're maybe eating some bought food and purchased foods, um, they can actually deplete your body of nutrition because they're incomplete foods. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you eat an incomplete food, um, to be able to digest it properly, your body pulls from its tissues joints to be able to digest that food, the missing minerals. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So it's kind oh. of like an, an extra layer on top of it. So it's hard to get the higher levels of nutrition these days mm-hmm. because of some of those reasons. So yeah. So a lot of women just end up being nutrient deficient, not feeling great as a result of that. So it's like this cycle, right? Mm, I yes. feel worse and worse and right. worse. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, so, and yeah. when, if your body is pulling um, minerals and things from your joints, is that what causes like joint pain and around yeah. that can, can be one, yes. something that can cause? Joint, yeah, joint pain can be from the body starting to break itself down. So um, mm. yeah, and we kind of look at hormones and how they relate to each other to know whether your body's in like what we call a catabolic, it's such an extreme word, catabolic state, but that that mm. can happen based on stress levels compared to DHEA. Yeah, that can be a degenerative thing. Um, inflammation, which sort of plays into it as well. So, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad you asked that question because um, a lot of times we look at some of these things as normal because they're so common. Right. It's like, oh, you know, I hear people joking all the time, like, oh, you know, well, I'm over 50. It's normal to like get out of bed, you know, take a few steps and like have to warm up a little bit. But that's not normal. It's actually not normal. It's common. It's common. It's not normal. Common, but not normal. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to feel good in our bodies. Mm. And um, yeah. So those aches and pains, sometimes we explain them away, Um, but they should be in a sense like messages to say, you know, shift something like something's yes. not working. I yeah. love that you're saying that because you're right. If we all accept yeah. that this is normal, then we're not doing we're anything, not do anything about anything. it because we just exactly. think, oh, I guess this is what being over 50 is like, yeah. as opposed to, oh, there's mm-hmm. a little message. And, and yeah. I love what you're saying. Like I do, I think we need to turn it all on its head. This whole idea of, yeah, yeah. like aging. I mean, Obviously, there's certain things that happen in our bodies, but mm-hmm. um, I love this idea that, yeah, it's not necessarily normal um, mm-hmm. to be experiencing some of those things. And so to question okay. it, I, that's so good. Yeah. And I think this digest digesting, I'm glad you brought that up as well, because it, I think it is, it's like we're in this uh, fight or flight mode, yeah. right? And so it's that when we're in that, we're not digesting, we're like exactly. in that heightened. And so you're saying in our forties, but I would argue, I think even in our fifties, it's your whole life. Yeah. Like we're still like dealing with like aging parents or, or yeah. kids or, or teenagers at home and, and careers. And yeah. Have you met a woman that 40, doesn't have I mean... cortisol? <laughs> like, are there any women out there that... <laughs> When you think the average, like, I know we're talking about normal or not normal, but it just seems to me that, you know, pretty much like we're all kind of dealing with all these things. We are. But here's the thing, Brenda, like, it's interesting because I have seen a whole bunch of different, like, so we look at, I do a Dutch test and a Dutch test is um, basically it's a urine sample and we do it over a 24 hour period and we look at your cortisol. And so we see what your cortisol curve is. So basically you wake up and it's it's supposed to go up. 
and then it kind of drops slowly. And that's kind of what puts you to sleep. Melatonin kicks in and then you sleep. That's like a normal curve. And you can learn a lot about that curve. But here's the thing, Mm -hmm. like everyone has different lives and has had Mm -hmm. different pasts and experiences and different stressors and different constitutions, different personalities, different infections in their gut, different emotional states. Like, so everyone is just so, so different. And you know what? Some people will make it through perimenopause, no problem, and and not Mm -hmm. skip a beat. Maybe they haven't they, they haven't had as many stressors in their early lives. Maybe mm. they haven't had as many infections. Maybe they haven't had as many, you know what I mean? Like there's different mm. stressors that are have inter- been introduced into our lives through our whole upbringing and people land in their 40s at very different places. So yeah. okay. So some people will feel it more. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just make it through no problem. So right. yeah, it so, just depends. Mm-hmm. But you're, but but you're right in that, yeah, everyone does have a lot of stress, but people's bodies mm-hmm. can deal with it differently based on the load. And that's actually okay. one of the things that I do is I help people find those hidden stressors because mm-hmm. when you can find them and then decrease them, that's when your body, we can free up some energy so your body can work better mm-hmm. and use that energy properly. Oh, what a gift yeah. you give to to people that come and see you. That is amazing. And I've heard of yeah. this Dutch test. I've never had it okay, done. So. Yeah. So that is something you do in your office That's with, right. or you do with people that come and see you. That's right. Okay. That is wonderful. Um, okay. So uh, mistake number one is we were working out more. Number two yeah. is we're not eating enough. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about that one before we move to the next yeah, that's one? That's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. The next so, one. Yeah. So mistake number three is that we take a quick fix approach to everything. So we're looking for the band-aids. We're looking to treat the symptoms. And so this is a really interesting one because, you know, it's, it's our culture. First, it's, our, it's our entire medical model. Like you mm-hmm. go in and you have a symptom and that's how our medical model is built, right? Like yes. let's fix the symptoms. But here's the thing. It's, it's not that simple. Um, and sometimes I think that we we're just trained to think that way from like very young age. So we don't even realize that that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll just give you an example. Sometimes I've seen people come in and work with a practitioner and go on a supplement and then maybe they don't see a change after the first bottle. So they just think, Oh, didn't work. Mm -hmm. Stop taking the supplement, never go back. We saw that all the time in the clinic. And I think that that, that comes back to that, quick fix mindset. Like we think mm-hmm. that that, oh, well, that should have worked. That yeah, should have like worked. I go to the gym oh, once, where are my muscles, yeah, right? I'm taking that's right. Supplement. That's How right. Can, yeah. Yeah. Or we think we kind of look at it differently. Like we don't think to go back. Like if it was our doctor, we would circle back because that's how we're trained. We're trained to go right. back to our doctor and say, Hey, that didn't work. And then we get something else, but we wouldn't always do that um, with a supplement. Mm, okay. And um, so sometimes that happens. And um, some pipe, yeah, sometimes people just like, if you're not feeling great in your 40s and you go to your doctors, often what you will be offered is anti-anxiety medication, antidepressants, but birth control. Hmm. So, um, and while a lot of those solutions can be really helpful in the short term, sometimes what we see happening is that people are on them for a longer period of time than they're meant to be on them. And then they never really get into what's really going on, like get into that root issue. Yes. So while it can be helpful for a lot of people, I'm not saying that I don't believe in those things. Like I'm just saying that sometimes um, we depend on them and we go to them first when maybe we can look at some other things first. I need to give you an example, actually. 
Mm-hmm. So like oftentimes thyroid, let's talk about the thyroid. Okay. So um, typical symptoms of low thyroid are when you have like cold hands and feet, kind of like a chilled body, maybe some hair loss, um, dry skin, things like that. And um, what will often happen is if we go, to, if you go to your doctor and they realize that your thyroid's off, they'll put you on a thyroid medication. But what we often find with thyroid issues is that there's something else going on that's creating the thyroid to be off. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really visited the gut or the liver health and some other mineral deficiencies that could be playing into a weakened thyroid. So it's like, I like to use the example of like, uh, like a home reno. So let's say you want to do your, um, change your floors, like your wooden floors on your first floor. And let's say you you didn't check your basement. You didn't check to see what's happening in the basement. So you go and you have all your hardwood, hardwood floors done on your first floor. And they're amazing at first. They're amazing. They look awesome. But then a year down the road, they start to crack. And then what you realize is you go in the basement and you realize your foundation was cracked. And so because it was shifting, the house was shifting the first floor started to crack. And so basically that sort of represents the first floor being your thyroid and your sex hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, Mm -hmm. testosterone. It's kind of like a first floor issue. But in the basement, in the foundation is your gut health, uh, blood glucose regulation, beliefs about things like your your overall wellness. So you want to get into the basement and look at some of those foundation pieces so that they can have a longer like lasting effect. Because mm-hmm. you're kind of figuring out where where's the problem coming from. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like so, absolutely. Yeah. So that your floors, you're not fixing your floors over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that is such so. a great example. And you're right. It's like, and our, our, you know, and no disrespect to the medical system because, of course, if you're sick and they can, you know, give you a, a medicine and like to get you over an acute illness or whatever yeah. it is, that's great. Oh, but yeah, then what's sure. the longer term and what's, or, yeah. if it, or if something's recurring um, or what's the, you know, what's another alternative to being on, you know, in some cases medicine long-term that maybe you mm-hmm. don't need to be, or there's that's other right. things you could be doing. So I think, um, mm-hmm. I think that's really important to look at, at root cause. And yet our system isn't really, isn't really set up that way. Um, And Linda, I don't know, you did um, in your bio, you alluded to how, like you had yourself, you went looking for your own root cause. And I don't know if there's anything there you want to share or, or like how you got into this work. Cause I, 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 that piqued my interest um, when you you kind of went down that road of, looking for yeah yeah so I I actually got it was in my my late 20s that I started to feel really unwell and um had like all sorts of symptoms like started to get like panic attacks um major anxiety really weird like it's it's so weird because it's so hard to explain a lot of it but super hard bad headaches to the point where I felt like I was going to pass out and I ended up in the hospital a bunch of times and no one ever could ever really tell me what was going on. And I went to see a bunch of specialists and they would check my blood work and it would be like, well, it's kind of weird, but we don't really know what's going on. It was like my, my blood glucose levels were like the opposite of a diabetic, so very low blood sugar. Mm. So there was no l- label to anything. But what was interesting was like as humans, we always want to find like a name for something. Um, right. It kind of makes it more valid. but. Um, but really what that was happening was my body was telling me that there was a whole bunch of stuff not going on well. So a lot of it for me at that time, I ended up exploring other avenues 
And it was my, so basically what was going on. I don't have a label to tell you in terms of what it was, but I had um, some gut infections. I had done a ton of traveling in my 20s and um, had picked up some gut infections. Mm. I had had knocked my tooth out. I knocked my tooth out of my 20s and there was some Mm. infection that I didn't know about there. And then I had, um, so I had all these, what I call hidden stressors now. Mm. I had a ton, my dad was passing away of cancer. So I had that, Mm. that I was sort of, working through I was in a very stressful job at the time so there's that emotional side as well I was a perfectionist personality Mm. pack that onto all of that little (laughs) (laughs) um, bunch of stuff and um, I was eating horribly I went vegetarian and I wasn't a very smart vegetarian it was like a carbitarian so I wasn't getting a ton of nutrition and so there were a whole bunch of things that were just my body just was not happy it was not able to survive that so I ended up exploring and really realized that taking a holistic approach was really key for my healing because I needed to look at physical, I needed to look at my brain and how I was thinking about things. And I needed to look at my nervous system regulation because that was a big part of it and my hormone health. So my hormones were always off. And that's why I took a particular interest because I didn't know, but I didn't get my period until I was like 18. And they kind of just like, oh, just put you on the pill. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember being told twice through my journey that I would never have kids Mm -hmm. and I would never be able to have babies. And, um, but I was, I'm stubborn, thank God. So I refused Mm -hmm. to believe that. And I ended up finding answers and I have two boys now. So I, uh, yeah. And I just, yeah, just dove into, you know, looking at just health more holistically, health and wellness, because we do, we have to come at it from many different angles. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a thinker too. So I really love to analyze and kind of help people figure out their, uh, yeah, their imbalances yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think the personal story is so important to hear too, that like you, you know, when, and this is the, the other really amazing thing about what you do is that, yeah, there are times when the medical system like they, they come up empty, right? It's like, well, this mm. is off or that, or we're not really sure. And you're like, yeah, there's no yeah. label, but, and um, I like how amazing that you, you didn't give up and that you were yeah. stubborn and you, you got yeah. to the root cause of, and, and yeah, it can be not just one thing, but many things. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that, so I can see your, why you're so passionate about yeah. this because you have that, that personal <laughs> story behind exactly. it. Yeah. So we need to, so then, so if the mistake is a quick fix approach, Mm-hmm. then what you're recommending is, yeah, like look for the root cause, look for the, yeah. go to the basement, look for the cracks in the foundation or like look to see what, yeah. what might be underlying what's really going on. That's right. Okay. And there's a lot you can do through symptoms, but actually I found through my experience that at Canadians and just, I think we like labs, like we like labs. We like to see the numbers. We want to say, you know, you tell me, I don't want to just go by symptoms. I want to see the labs. And so I find that I don't do labs for everyone. If people don't want to do labs, we don't have to do mm-hmm. labs, but I do recommend it because you do get answers faster. Mm-hmm. And um, when you get the answers up front fast, you can get really quick to a protocol that's going to support that person to starting to really notice change faster mm-hmm. and that you're coming at it from different angles so that you're not just looking at one organ at a time, like we do in our medical model, right? We're looking yeah. at everything. So exactly. Well, yeah. and, what, and, and it's so interesting, like, it's fascinating to me that, you know, we, you know, we're, if something's wrong, we'll go and get it fixed. But 
you know, here we're talking about like, how can we flourish and thrive? Like, right. like we're not talking, or, and, and I love how you're saying, you know, it's not just about I'm over 50 and I wake up and I take those first few steps and I say, oh, it's because I'm over 50. Instead yeah. to say, no, like, like I want to flourish in these next yeah. hopefully 40, 50 years. And what do, what's it going to take to do that? So yeah. how can we really, um, even if we don't have anything negative going on right now, um, to be able to say, how can I really have this amazing vitality and energy in my life mm. so that I can do all those things I want to do as yeah. opposed to just, you know, um, defaulting to, oh, I guess this is what happens now. So yeah. I, I love that you're getting us to think in a, in a different way about this, Linda. Yeah. It's so, so good. So <laughs> what's the fourth mistake we're all making? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's funny, I think you already touched on this, Brenda, so you're a step ahead of me, but it's that we don't consider stress on our body. And, and I'm just going to kind of backtrack a little bit, because this is the area that I'm really, really passionate about, because um, like, along my journey, and I, I don't know when it was probably in my 30s, but a couple of people said to me, or doctors or specialists said, Oh, it's probably stress. And so what I heard back then was like, I better do yoga. So hence, I'm a yoga teacher now. But um, I'm like, I got to do yoga. But like, you don't do the 30 day yoga challenge. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm like, that's the answer. Like, I have, I should do yoga, right. And so I think, you know, under, like, I didn't really get it. Like, I thought that stress that you could deal with stress with maybe some deep breathing, some yoga, you know, changing your thinking that way. But what I've come to, to learn is that stress can come in many different forms, and it's not just emotional. And uh, it's important to find out where those stressors are to be able to really feel well, to feel at your best. And um, stressors, and I like to help people to understand that those stressors could be something like a chronic infection that your body's fighting. It could be overexercising. It could be undereating. That can be a stress in your body overthinking can be a stress in your body. Uh, pollution, like if you happen to live by a highway, for example, or if you're drinking tap water, um, if you are, oh my gosh, there's so many, so many hidden stressors. Um, tap even water Wi-Fi. in a Brita filter? Oh, I'll, I'll upgrade you. <laughs> okay. Check out Santivia. Check Sant- out Santivia. They're better and they're okay. more affordable. Okay. Um, but yeah, we really <laughs> want to filter our water. Um, chlorine kind of messes up the high the thyroid and so there's a lot there but uh, but yeah so there's a lot like our world is different today than it was like for our parents so I know a lot of people are like well our parents you know are fine and they could they could eat this stuff and they could eat that mm-hmm. stuff but it's just it's just a different time like we just we do have more hidden stressors on us like you just have to look at the number of you know tech like apps coming out every day and mm-hmm like the decision making required to like deal with all this information overload is like using up a ton of energy just as a small example and wi-fi and that's a stressor and so um yeah it's just we're just Mm -hmm. in a more stressful world and so like those yeah they start to sort of build up in your body and we could have a whole podcast episode just about that yeah and yeah. so, the, so the mistake is, so what is the mistake that the mistake we don't that understand don't the stress on our- about how important it is to figure that out? Okay. Because if, because otherwise we'll keep spinning and we'll never get the answer. And then what I find women doing is they keep looking for the right diet. 
Oh, I should do keto. Oh, no, I should intermittent fast. Oh, no, I should do paleo. No, I need to do this. And it's not about the food. The food is a very small part of it. And yes, sure, it can become about the food if you're not getting the right balance of macros and, you know, fats, fats, carbs, proteins, that kind of thing. Um, But that's not the answer. It's, Mm -hmm. It's not the answer. So it's like, it's one of those things where you have to look at everything. Because like we were talking about earlier, if your body is stressed, if it perceives itself to be unsafe, um, it's not going to digest. So you could be eating the healthiest diet, but if you're not breaking your food down, you're not getting the benefits of that healthy food. So um, so we want to look at that and really think about um, some of those hidden stressors that you might have. Mm-hmm. And and most of it, the, the weird thing is like, because we don't really feel stressed, right? Like you probably don't feel stressed. No. People don't feel stressed. We've probably felt like this our <laughs> we, whole lives. Well, we don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, we don't no. know. Like I actually, um, I remember I went to a naturopath like many years ago, like, like one naturopath I went to many years ago. And um, he did that test with me. It was, um, he said, your adrenals are oh, okay. working overtime. So yeah. I guess it was cortisol. I probably yeah, had cortisol high cortisol. Yeah. My, and I was, I think I was in my... I was probably late thirties when I had that done. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, my mom hasn't been well and this has been going on. And I guess it was early forties. This has been going on. And, and he looked at me and he just shook his head. He said, no, like this isn't like, I was trying to explain away. Well, the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks have been really stressful. He's like, no, it's not the last couple of weeks, Brenda. You've probably been stressed for years. You've probably yeah. been overworking your adrenal- adrenals for years. Yeah. It's not, but I'm always thinking, oh, it's just the last few weeks. But yeah. it's, it's the normal, right? We yeah. just think, oh, that's normal. And so if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, like we don't feel like we're stressed. And in the world, yeah. So right. Is yeah. that what you're saying? That's exactly like, it. That's it almost exactly it's it. kind of like if you're um like the frog in the boiling water, like you don't even yes. realize, right? Like That's how they exactly talk about, it. they don't even realize the temperature is going up. Like we don't yeah. even realize our stress levels because exactly. that's just how we, explain it we always feel. Yeah. yeah, we explain it away. And women, like we just push, we just keep going, right? We get it done and we don't like to complain. And so sometimes we just don't even realize like all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, um, yeah, maybe that's yeah. not normal that I'm crying at every commercial low. That's like actually a sign of adrenal fatigue. Like you're tapped out. Yeah. If you're more emotional and responding more emotionally to things, that's definitely a sign that you're sort of your um, adrenals need some mm-hmm. support. Yeah. 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 And can you, I, I, I'm really having an aha moment here with this because I think it's fascinating how you're talking about these hidden stressors. And I'm just thinking mm. about the world we're living in right now, Linda. And yeah. Like what, you know, when you think about you turn on the news and all the things that are happening yeah. and, and, and even just having gone through the pandemic, like mm-hmm. I know we're kind of all pretending, okay, it's all over. Um, but I, I was just listening to something the other day, how like, we're still feeling the impact yeah. of this. And it's almost like we've shut the door on that chapter and we're not, we haven't really fully processed it. Yeah. So like what, you know, when you think about the world we're living in, like, how is that affecting us stress wise? Yeah, no, that that's a really great point, Brenda, because it does everything is a stimulus. And we take it all in and our body decides what to do with that stimulus. So you watch the news, or you read a study, or you see something bad, then guess what, your body's not safe. And then that whole reaction, the HPA access, it's like your brain hypothalamus tells your pituitary, what to do your pituitary is not making sex hormones if you're stressed it is not digesting your food and it is not supporting your immune system 
if it's stressed. So those three systems take a huge hit when you're under stress. So it's it's more about really, really thinking about what you're allowing to influence your brain. So, um, you know, one simple thing like social media, oh my gosh, um, really paying attention to who you're watching, who you're following. Is it lighting you up? Is it making, pushing you into comparison mode where you're not feeling good? Like really thinking about every stimulus, every, what I call input, right? Every mm. input in your day, is it helping or not helping? And that's actually probably a really good thing for everyone to take away is just really pay attention. Like, is that a good input for me? And we can control it. Like we don't, I actually don't watch the news. I, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll update, I'll make my husband tell me about it because he's less mm-hmm. impacted by it. I'll say, give me the top 10 things I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't watch the news because I tend to be very sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really, you know, really doing that. And I know on my social media, if you do follow me on Instagram, I always share a ton of funny things. And I do that on purpose. Um, because um, that's, that's a positive thing for your brain, right? You're allowing that into your brain, it makes you laugh, it's a good thing, it's not going to put you in a stress state. So it's yeah, just being really aware of that, that kind of thing. So and mm-hmm. always remembering that your body is so brilliant, like so brilliant. Mm-hmm. You just have to like cut yourself and watch it heal and just realize, mm-hmm. wow, like, wow, our bodies are incredible. And so it is, it's a miracle. Yeah, like sometimes even just really small changes, like paying attention to what you're exposing your brain to Mm -hmm. um, through social media can have a dramatic impact on how you feel Mm -hmm. or getting out into the trees. Yeah, I think I think you're really on to something here when you say like you're really passionate about it. I think that's I'm glad you're passionate about it. And you're sharing this with us because I think this is so much what the world needs right now. Mm -hmm. And, and there's so much burnout out there. And like, it's wreaking havoc on our health. So Mm -hmm. if we have all these stressors, so you can help people. So you've given us some uh, some examples. So what we need to do then is to what you're saying is we need to be aware of what all Mm -hmm. these hidden stressors are. And yes, yoga is a great thing. But it's mm-hmm. not necessarily going to be the be all and end all. Like we need to That's look right. at other um, other inputs that yeah. could be harming us and increasing exactly. our stress. Yeah, exactly. So it's I guess it's that self awareness, and then what are yeah. you going to do about it? Or like, uh, right. is there a hidden infection? I guess looking at yeah. the again the root cause because yeah. that's creating stress. Yeah, exactly. Many different things can can create that stress in your body, mm-hmm. and yeah, just um, really paying attention to your body. Yeah, just noticing. Mm-hmm the symptoms are messages. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like people listening might be saying, well, Linda, that's all well and good, but I have a stressful job and my parents are aging and I've got these teenagers that aren't listening to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, what would you say to that person? Yeah. And it, it can sometimes feel very daunting. And I would say that, yes, we are going to all have stressors. And First of all, actually, there's a really good TED's, Ted's talk that I would recommend you watch. And it was, oh, what's it called again? Kelly McCoggle. Oh, Ke- Kelly McGonagall. McGonagall. Mc- McGonagall, yeah. So yeah, it's like the perception. It's all about your perception of stress. Like if you perceive something to be stressful, your body is going to respond. So if so, so, I would say a little bit of reframing. If you can reframe your brain on how you look at stressors and you can believe that they can be good, that can be one part of it. Um, and or you can just change the things that you can control. Like I, I always get people start on super easy things because there's something about that feeling of control, like having a feeling of con- a sense of control, right? So personal care products, that is a super simple change. So I usually get people to get that Yucca app, Y-U-K-A Yucca. 
and start scanning your products because that's a stressor, like putting all these toxins on your body, just start cleaning up that. And you've just gotten rid of some hidden stressors. Easy. Okay. So the and, Yucca and just, app. Yeah, and just focus on what you can do. Focus on what you can do. And sometimes it's a little thing. But even just by taking that weight off your body, you'll free up some energy to deal with those other things that are taking more of your energy at that time. So it's just trying to find, we're never going to find the perfect balance, but there's always something we can do. And there's always something we can control. And that just feels good, right? Being able to do something. So yeah. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes. So Okay, so can just recap then the four okay. mistakes recap for us? Sure. Okay. Some women overexercise. So enough of the 30 day challenges, <laughs> just try to find a moderate exercise. Um, mistake number two was people don't eat enough. So I would say just start paying attention to how much protein you're getting. Definitely focus on breakfast first. Okay, if you're going to change any meal, get it at breakfast, at least 25 to 30 grams protein. Number three is... Um, Oh, quick fix. So try to give yourself some patience in terms of making changes. Don't expect things to change overnight. Um, but try to really look at your health as a long term. It's like a process. Healing is a process. We're always working on it. We're very fluid. So just focus on that. And then finally, really be aware of some of those hidden stressors that you can control and start to reduce those in your life. So I would start start there. This is brilliant. And you're so generous to share all of this with us because mm -hmm. these are these are really key. And I know it's going to help a lot of women, um, all the women that listen to this and, and the friends that they share it with as well, because this, this is really important information for us to know. So thank you for that. And um, my final question that I ask all my guests on the She Flourishes podcast is, what's one thing you most recommend that women do to flourish in their lives? Okay. So I'm going to just say one thing because I am a nutritionist, I'm going to make it food based. Um, so I'm going to say that if you don't already start to bless your food before you eat it, and look at it, appreciate it, be grateful for it, even if it's a piece of chocolate cake, I don't care, whatever it is, just be grateful for that food. And, and then eat the food after you're there. So you can do some deep breaths while you're doing that as well. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to get our bad body into that rest and digest state. So just try to really focus on resting and digesting to get the full maximum benefit of your foods that you're eating. Beautiful. So I would say that because it's oh, easy. I love that. And that fits mm. with gratitude and positive yeah. psychology and, yeah. and then the rest and digest. It's so beautiful. Thank yeah. you. And how can people get in touch with you? Like if people are thinking, I want to get yeah. this Dutch test and I want to meet with yeah. Linda and, and I want to find out what these hidden stressors are. And yeah, how can they connect with you and what, what do you offer? Sure. Yeah. So actually probably the best place is the Balance Point website or my Instagram account. So I think you're going to put it down below, right? Yes, Linda Lukovic say, Instagram. Okay. So you're um, at Linda Lukovic? Yeah. It's Linda underscore Lukovic. Okay. And Instagram. just spell your last name for people that don't check the sure. show. Sure. It's L-J-U-C-O-V as in Victor, I-C and or balancepointhc.com. That's the website. And uh, you'll be able to, to find me there. Excellent. So, yeah. 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 
Thank you so much, Linda, for being on the show today and sharing um, these four mistakes that women make over 40. So now we know not to make those mistakes. We know what to do so we can all be healthier and have greater vitality and flourish. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.